The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory Glory to you, Lord. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall name him Jesus, and he will be great, and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, when, you know, whenever we're thinking about um, the nativity of Jesus, when we're thinking about his birth, we're bound to think of, of this passage and, uh, and others besides you know, the immediate preparation uh, of God for uh, his birth, uh, say, on the human scene. And uh, it's, it's a really thrilling passage, right? Even, uh, you know, Saturday evening. What day is it? I don't even know. <laughs> it's like, yes. In this Saturday evening, uh, Saturday with the, uh, with the with the darkness upon us and the rest, I mean, it's great to see uh, readings that that give us um, that that spark of light that we know cannot be overshadowed, even by even by the darkest things, right? Even by the darkness of death. Right? So, what what can that light not conquer? And we see the the flickering of that that initial flame. Um, of light here, here in this gospel passage, right? We get the sense that you know God has has made say long-term plans, and He's seeing them through to fruition, to to fulfillment. And I think you know it's it's a temptation perhaps to to stop here and say, yeah, you know, we see the culmination of the plan in in Mary, and just kind of stand back in in admiration and in in veneration of the scene that's unfolding in front of us. But it's it's ours to take that. And drag it into the, the present as well and say, yeah, God's plan begun then continues now. What, what good would it, would it have been to see the culmination of his plan, right? To see everything come to effect, say, in, in Mary, her great yes, and the coming to birth of, of her son, if, you know, we were just going to drop the ball and it, and it would end, you know, so close to the, the beginning of the thing, at least as it relates to the coming of, of God on the human scene. So uh, we, we want to draw that into the present in order to give us hope and strength, especially as it relates to our living as uh, not only subjects of, of the kingdom that we see here will never end, but also as agents of, of the rule of God himself. Because that's, that's the task. That's the task that we've been preparing ourselves for 
um, all Advent, and that's the taste that we prepare ourselves for this fourth Sunday of Advent, okay? I know, look, I know, I'm looking at a Christmas people today, you know, but with this with a fourth Sunday of Advent, I'm still wearing purple, right? It's, it, it, it hasn't quite gone old yet, you know, it's like, uh, but it's, you know, I get it, it's, it, it's, it's a short Advent. We want, some, but we want some intensity. We want to say, let's channel our intensity in terms of Advent preparations to the kind of preparations that we know uh, Mary would have been making her entire life prior to receiving word from the angel. We know that Mary lived an incredibly prayerful life, right? We, we, and we know that because, of course, her song of praise on, we know it for any number of reasons, okay, but we, you know, you look at the song of praise, her Magnificat, when, when Elizabeth greets her and, uh, and the rest, when she actually goes out to serve, this is a sign, actually, that she knows the scriptures, not only, like, back to front in terms of an intellectual exercise, but she owns the scriptures in, in the very, uh, the very depths of her being, such that on, on being named, you know, the, the, the king's mother, right, on being named the queen, as it were, she doesn't say, step back and say, yeah, you know, I, I expect everybody to serve me now as a result of my high and lofty status. No, she goes out eagerly, right, in haste. She goes out with, with joy and, uh, and with, you know, expectations uh, through the roof to go and serve. And she goes out to serve. So we know that she knows the scriptures back to front on the point, and that, you know, it's, it's in her bones, as we say. Uh, how, how is it that this, the scriptures get in our bones? Well, we spend a lot of time with them. Yeah? And I think more than that, we have to spend time with, with the God who authors the scriptures. We have to spend time in prayer. And so I would say from, from now until the time that we're, you know, ushering in the birth of Jesus and celebrating his nativity, at least right liturgically, which I think is usually the, the kickoff for, for us, um, we're going to want to spend some time in prayer. I don't mean like the whole time has to be prayer. I don't want to make it overwhelming for you, but I think that we can, we can set aside a little bit of time for prayer that the Lord prepare our hearts to receive Jesus. Because this is going to be the story for us, right, is that um, God, who is love, intends to have human beings run off of his love in ruling or, or providing good and wise stewardship for the world. And we're not exact, you know, of, our own, of our own strength and, and wisdom, which is a theme through these readings uh, tonight, of our own strength and, and wisdom and wherewithal and the rest, we're just not up to the task. We're just not. And in fact, it's, it's, say, it's, it, it's better than that. Okay, it's, it's a bit worse than that, but it's better than that. It's better than that in the sense that we're actually, we're made to run off of love. Yeah? But maybe we're just running off of fumes, right? Maybe we're, just, we're running off of some power other than God's life of self-giving love. And when that's happening, we, we can't produce all that much good besides. Yet the plan is that we attach ourselves to God, right? That we give him all praise, that we, that we worship him truly. We, we establish him very well in every practical way as the center of our hearts and lives. And, do, and there's only... There are many ways to do that, but if we have, we have to at least start by making time for Him. 
Yeah, that sounds wrong, doesn't it? Does it sound wrong? It sounds backwards, but it's okay because we're backwards. You know, so it's, we, we can do it. But we have to get into that. We're not really making time for him. Do you know what I mean? It's like the time that we have is all his. So by our quote unquote making time for him, we're rehabituating ourselves to the reality of the fact that all our time is his and everything we are and everything we have is his. It's entrusted to us so that we can exercise wise stewardship over what he's entrusted to us. And we can bring his love to life, you know, again, in every practical way, everywhere we go in the rest. So this is it, right? It's, it's, to, get, it's to get our Advent hats on again. Yeah, it's to, it's to look at this time, this little bit of time that we have as a time of preparation. And it's a time of alignment. And our alignment looks very much like Mary's alignment with God. We want to be aligned with God and his purposes. What it looks like is joyful praise. Yeah? Joyful praise of God. So I want to say, in that time that we're going to dedicate to God in prayer, we want to at least be able to say to him, I love you. Yeah? I'm British, very difficult for me. You know, none, <laughs> a lot of you don't have that excuse. You know, you're not. You're not British, okay? But some, okay. Those of you who are, you understand. But it's very hard to say, I love you, okay? And I think even to, even to God. And do you, know what makes it, do you know what makes it easier? By doing it. <laughs> you know? There's, the, the virtue is formed in the act. Okay? So God's grace meets us in the place where we need to be praising him. And say, I love you, God. Okay? And I think that this is the first most important preparation for receiving Jesus is to say, I love, I love you, God. And we, if you want to do it as part of a reflection on the, on the scriptures, looking back over the unfolding plan of God and the fact that he's called you into it, right, to advance his plan and purpose in the world, then, then so be it. If you can't hold that all in your head, then fine. Just say, I love you, right, to God. So we have to, we adore him. We have to adore him. We, we get, I should say, we get to adore him because, he, again, Jesus is giving us the strength and the power that we need to do that. So we're praising him, praising him with everything we've got, and then we're pouring ourselves out in his service. Everything that he gives is meant to be given away. Everything that he gives us is meant to be given away. That's why we take on, right, the, those disciplines of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, because all too often we just kind of like, it, it starts to bend back around, doesn't it? This is that being turned in on ourselves that is the definition of sin it's just like yeah it's okay god it's all about you but now it's about me you know like it's i, I get it god like it's about you but also it's about me isn't it you know it? no okay it is it's all about god want to keep looking out towards him praise him and the more that we're able to praise him that same heart with which we do praise him is is the heart that we with which we we're able to pour ourselves out in his service we're able to take this this great uh power of of heaven that is god's own life of love and allow it to uh to go deep into our hearts to 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 um you know to shine its light uh to to every corner of of our hearts darkened or otherwise and then be a great outpouring of of light and life and love for the world that still remains in darkness yeah i say it like that still remains in darkness the darkness of the world is serious i don't want to you know, shortchange that reality. I don't want to say not talk about it at all. But the fact is that the light conquers the darkness. Yeah, so it's ours to stay focused on 
on God, whole and entire, he is bringing his plan to fulfillment. He's caught us up into it. And it's ours simply to receive the, the radiance of his own life of love and, and to radiate that same light into the world.